you're listening to 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bignage with the Winnipeg Music Project. Today, I am here with Summer Dwellers. Hello. Awesome. So why don't we go around and everyone just telling me, uh, tell me your name and the instrument you play in the band. My name's Kale and I play guitar and I sing. My name's Matt. I play guitar and I sing and I play keyboards. My name is Scott Miller. I play the bass and I sing as well. My name is, my name is Chris and I play the drums. Okay, Chris is in here, I, so just so people understand what just happened there. Um, so, how did uh, Summer Dwellers happen? Like, how did it start? Well, uh, we, Kale and I, used to be in a band uh, all through high school and stuff. And when that uh, when that one uh, went south, that group went south. Kale and I continued uh, playing gigs together and writing songs together. And we Summer Dwellers came about. Yeah. yeah, acoustic. We'd write songs together, me and Scott, and then uh, we recruited our old drummer, uh, Chris, from the other band, and then we got together and played more gigs, and then we got another. We figured we need another guitar player, and here we are out with Matt. They saw that I had really nice hair, mm-hmm. so they kind of wanted me in the band. Oh. There's actually a document that says if he cuts it off, he's out of the band. Oh really? Yeah. Cool. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um. For people who don't, who aren't aware of your music, who might be listening, um, can you give me like a description of, or a short little bio, if you will, of um, what kind of music you guys play? I'd say uh, upbeat rock, uh, rock and roll with a it's kind of punky, punky yeah. and alternative uh, <clears throat> style in there. It's uh, usually positive undertones, happy, happy songs, like uh, maybe talking about troubled times, and then course is going to wrap it up and say hey everything's okay you know mm-hmm. we're going to be all right nice awesome uh so who again who would you compare your music to like or what kind of bands or artists that you can think of vocal wise like uh matthew um kale and myself we're all very strong singers so we do lots of three-part harmonies and uh so like uh, I like to to say we got some silky Beatles harmonies harmonies going over top of some rock silky. and roll. That's a, yeah. good, that's a good adjective. I like. Yeah. Silky. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And uh, the like the actual music. The instruments. Kind of like nineties ish. Yeah. Nineties rock and roll. But, but still, we keep in touch with like uh, modern stuff a lot. So we we draw on influences that are nowadays. We add some keyboards in there every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Kind of has that electronic feel to it. Nice. Awesome. So how how often are you guys getting together and um, practicing? We're probably together at least once a week, whether it be uh, practicing, recording, doing new stuff, or uh, either just hanging out, um, wasting time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Lots of harmony practices. Yeah. Like, like, just one least. guitar and all three of us sit around uh, and just practice That's different harmonies. That's always a big thing that we practice. Uh, I'm, I've never interviewed someone who really focuses on harmonies before. Um, how do you do that? Who, like, well, does someone have like, a, a certain it pitch? It depends who's leading the song, too. If the person, okay. the person who's leading the song is going to sing the melody. Mm-hmm. And then uh, normally if Scott's leading the song, then Kale will sing his harmony, and then I'll find my harmony Usually, on top of that. Uh, yeah, we do uh, It's a pretty basic formula. Where, say, if Scott wrote the song, as Matt was saying, I'll do a, a low fifth, okay. and then Matt will do either a high third or a high fifth over. So I go under Scott and he'll go on top. That's usually how we do it. And it's a good, that's how we do it. Like every song that we've pretty much done is pretty much done that way. Sometimes we change it up, but that mm-hmm. one, it works really good. It makes it really fast. 
Nice. Lots of it comes down to uh, just sitting it down there and thrashing it over the guitar. No, you're supposed to be, ah, and I'm supposed to be, ah, okay. just like, dee, 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 yeah, yeah. where you're supposed to be and like it's strenuous, but after... The first note you got to worry about, right? Cause yeah. Because the first note you kind of... Yeah, because if, like, if, you, if two, two of you get the, and then the, third, the melody is off, then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, then okay. everyone else is pooped. It's a disaster. Awesome. That's really interesting. I've never... I've never... Like, I like to hear harmonies in music, but I don't know how people kind of work it together, so that's, that's cool. Um, so we just heard the song, Happy to Miss You. Can you tell me a little bit about that song? That was our uh, very first song that we wrote as Summer Dwellers. Uh, Scott wrote it. Yeah, that's a, that's a song actually about the last band and uh, just uh, getting over um, old old stuff and starting, uh, starting fresh and saying happy to miss you to the old stuff. and. Mm-hmm. Moving, moving ahead. We're a kind of new sound. Yeah. Oh, it's got this cool tempo and rhythm change, kind of yeah. like halfway mm. through, which is really cool. And everybody sings in it. We try giving everybody like a ch- chance, kind of shine it. There's two guitar solos, two different guitar players, and three, uh, three different singers too. So. Mm-hmm. Sweet, nice. So, what is your songwriting? Well, does everyone kind of write their own song? <clears throat> yeah. And like, or have their own <coughs> songwriting kind of thing. How do we go around and um, everyone tell me their songwriting process? Yeah, we um, we all write our own different songs for uh, for Summer Dwellers specifically. Kale and I have uh, written all the songs. Um, mine, uh, my influence can come from anything from a documentary that uh, really hit home, or to anything like uh, someone who pisses you off and you're. you're that sticks with you so mm-hmm. it's a good release to write a song and get it out of you like uh, journal taking or whatever it might be and then uh yeah kale kale comes up with uh, the other half yeah. of the songs i usually just uh, almost every time i wrote a song it's because i had a bad day or something i need to get something <clears> off my chest and then it turns out to be kind of like almost a negative song and then i always think about how we kind of write songs and we try and put a positive spin on it so then I usually yeah I'll try and make like the bridge or something or the end a positive part that I I add after and it's like almost like a therapy to me because mm-hmm. I'm in a bad mood when I write the song and then I go through these lyrics and stuff and change it and then it goes into a positive song in the end nice. so that's that's a big part of how I do it almost every song is kind of close to that just with different subject matter. Mm-hmm. And Matt Zellick, uh, though he hasn't written a Summer Dweller song yet, he has his own little uh, project called... Uh, it's a Johnny Country and the Spits. We're a uh, pop country band. Okay. So I'm, Up uh, and coming. Johnny Country, obviously. Oh, are you? <laughs> okay. And yeah, so we, we, we just uh, released a music video called Under the Hood. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're looking to, to have a few shows soon. And the way I kind of write with that band is i uh, got to really think about the stereotypes of country music and try and blow those up to every extent that we can oh so like yeah. you're super um we're just mock. trying we're just yeah. sort of kind oh, of mock okay. country but we have fun right yeah we, oh it's so that's super cool good. that's interesting i want to check that out yeah. um just i know it's not what we're here but where can people find the, the music video on youtube just on youtube just yeah. search, search search up johnny country in the spits okay probably the win, win winnipeg since yeah. There might be another yeah. Johnny Country. Okay. But let's get back to Summer Dwellers. That's why we're here. Um, so you guys already have an, uh, you have one EP released called Ready for Life, and you released yep. it in 2014. Right. Um, how, how was uh, Ready for Life kind of born, or how did it start? Um, well, uh, we had just started writing the songs, and I have my studio. uh got the basement stew going on, so 
we recorded all our stuff here and our drummer has his own basement stew too so uh, we send it our files over to him he writes his he puts his tracks down and we sent it all to our friend in uh, BC Jordan Laganchuk and he mixes it all down because he works at uh, a nice studio in, in Vancouver Rain City recording and uh, so he gets to use their nice plugins on that and um, yeah so he sends it back and that's how that five song EP was written and uh, recorded and much along uh, the same one the new light our new album same thing is uh, recorded in the basements and uh, sent to Jordan the only difference being is uh, more mics on uh, on the guitar amps and more crunchier guitar amps rather than uh, DI the guitars directly into the system previously and ready for life which kind of gave it like a flatter sound mm -hmm. so the new the new light should uh, definitely have some more more crunch to it okay and what made you decide to make another ep rather than waiting for a full scale like full at length album that's uh always been my question like uh, <laughs> is it even worth doing a fully a full one like that's gonna yeah, take a just taking your your, your best, best five songs, songs yeah. and throwing them down right it costs less than Everybody hears your best stuff, right? Yeah. And, I mean, we got tons of songs. Scott writes tons of songs. We have more for it. We could have. Uh, we were actually debating doing a, a full, full-length one, but we're just thinking, just take the best five, then that everybody just kind of sees your best. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, then and then the then other ones, they can, go on the, uh, the, they can go on the next five-song CD. I just uh, feel like spitting out material at this point is... Uh, is a better better idea than sitting around and maybe holding on to 10 songs and maybe waiting too long. Okay. Do you guys ever have plans to eventually release full-length albums? Yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, Maybe the next one will turn out to be a full-length. full, uh, full length. Uh, That's definitely not out of the picture, but um, mm -hmm. yeah. We're also New getting faster at writing songs, too. Yeah. Since we're... They're flowing a little yeah. more. Okay, nice. Um, and you said that a lot of it's done in, in the basement uh, or at home studios. Um, is there like a, a reason other than like cheaper to instead of going to like a professional? control of what you're doing. Okay. It's nice, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm sitting behind the board and I can tell Kale to, uh, to retake his vocal take a couple times and uh, <clears throat> I don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about the cost of it as well. You know, we can have some bevies down here and not have to worry uh, about that. And everything, yeah. Bevies, as in like drinks. Beverages, okay. Yeah. okay. Adult like, beverages. I'm like, yes. I don't know any of this terminology. <laughs> um, yeah, we get into a weird lingo when it gets crazy, <laughs> crazy in the basement. Awesome. So, um, have you guys? But have you ever ever thought about going for funding and like, or going for those full length or sorry, those big time studios and stuff? Or mm, no, not really. I feel like uh, the quality that we can make in our own studio and sending it off to Jordan, who can. Who can mix it up? Yeah, doing really good right now. Okay. Recording's kind of changing now. Like you can kind of yeah. have your own home studio for under five thousand dollars. That's true. That's yeah, nice. um, that's so cool. Um, so this new uh, EP that's coming out, the new light. Yeah. Is it new light or the new light? No, just new light. New light. Okay. Yeah. New light. Um, it's really is being released on uh, in not until April, but. Have you started performing these songs in public settings? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll play some of the new ones. You know, they're all, they're all in our heads and recorded, and they're down packed. So uh, 
we'll be playing them in the future, yeah. Okay. Oh, so you, you haven't played them yet? Oh, yeah. We've oh, yeah. been playing okay. a few shows and stuff. And uh, mainly just like the three of the best ones, just to try and get the album uh, kind of pushed out there, mm -hmm. people knowing the album. But uh, we're probably going to start doing uh, playing them all now uh, before the album comes out. Because when we, we release it, then we want people to kind of know the songs at the show. Mm -hmm. And how do you how do you know that they're your, your five best songs? Just everybody's opinion. Yeah. Okay. All of us agree. best describe the kind of our sound, <laughs> you know. Okay. Sometimes we write like a country sound song. And then sometimes we write even like close to a, a metal song or a folk song. Yeah. And don't want to be too scattered with the genre. So it's kind of nice to just keep the ones out of the, say, 15 and just take the five that sound kind of all similar or okay. somewhat similar at least. Mm -hmm. So kind of like go together? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, kind of going back to songwriting, just because that's my favorite thing to ask or mm -hmm. to talk about. Um, when you're writing these songs, how are you bringing them to the band? Are you, do you have just like a vocal line and then like your, your instrument or do you have a full idea of what you want? Usually it's like uh, one guitar and kind of just your lyrics. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, most of the time it's that way. Even with Scott, it's kind of that way too because uh, he'll come up with a song and he just pretty much just gives it to me and then I just lay out the harmonies and guitar solos on top of what he already has. Mm -hmm. We all, we almost never uh, make a song together. See, it it kind of gets complicated that way. We've done it before. It doesn't work as well as just like really masterminding it yourself. At least the, the baseline of it all, kind of mm -hmm. like the, the very core of the song. And then afterwards, it's just a free for all. Just like adding solos or harmonies, whatever. That's all just like free ideas between the four of us. And presenting it as a as an open book too, like you're you're open to adding in a pre-chorus yeah. or changing the bridge core uh, chords or adding in a different part of the song too. Yeah, we leave out verses and stuff. Sometimes I'll write the whole song, leave out a verse and just say write a verse to this, and he'll come up with something. Okay, that's, what... that's cool. So you, you all have a big role mm -hmm. in the songwriting. That's yeah. that's awesome. Then you're all like your own little part to each song. Sweet. Do you guys have any advice for beginners uh, who want to start a band or who maybe know a couple of other musicians or don't even know other musicians who really want to join a band, they just don't know how to get started? I'd say uh, the best part would be is like really uh, know your instrument, be good at that first, obviously, and then um, the internet. Uh, you can go on there, find Kijiji. some like-minded people, yeah. We've gotten some drummers off of Kijiji for like when we do cover bands and stuff if uh, sometimes like our drummer is really busy and he just wants to do original stuff right uh, so when we want to do cover stuff sometimes we've we've in the past used Kijiji mm -hmm. and that, that works it worked we've got really good drummers on there so so you can find musicians on Kijiji and then uh, I'd suggest uh playing some covers with them and getting acquainted with each other musically and then writing songs uh, after that like uh, I found finding cover songs that you both enjoy playing them together helps you warm up to each other musically and then uh, learn the top 40 and then you and then you guys everybody can, knows those songs like top 40 songs that bands play at bars and everybody's got their own take on twist and shout and stuff okay like, like, like a song that's got three chords if you know that you can pretty much jam with anybody who's played in a bar mm -hmm. that's what I found. That's a good way cool. to start.
Awesome. Nice. I didn't, I didn't even think of that. So I don't know why that never came up in my head. I was like, man, if I really want to do this, how would I go about my only advice to to somebody who'd be starting out new would just be to just keep writing songs and if you write a bad song, then just finish it off and write another song. Yeah, mm -hmm. keep writing, past it. keep writing, yeah. keep writing, keep writing. Mm -hmm. Songwriting uh, form, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's going to be some bad songs, but uh, you write one good song to every ten songs, that's uh, that's a success. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's more good songs than writing none. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So... You guys have a band. How do you um, find shows to perform? Lots awesome. of cold calls, lots of cold emails, uh, having friends that are in other bands that uh, need uh, need a set played to, uh, which is also good, as well as just being at shows. You know, I've gotten shows from just um, talking to somebody at, uh, at a gig and meeting them there and them saying, oh, in a couple of months we're going to need a band to play. And, Oh, cool. There you go, yeah. Winnipeg's super small in terms of uh, like how many venues there are too. So you, you're gonna get to you're gonna get around to playing them, and you're gonna see the same groups of people and the same bands and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. There's, uh, there's a couple of agencies in the cities too that uh, that they, they can toss you outside the city. Go, you can go uh, create Saskatchewan and play the bar there or whatever, mm -hmm. and make some money or. Uh, you know, there's agencies that set up cowboys and you know, set up you know, casinos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I have a band that plays with uh, that's set up with Morris Entertainment, and they kind of set us up around at uh, casinos and whatnot. Oh, okay, so, how does someone find one of the, or get get in touch with one of these agencies? Just with MorrisEntertainment.com. I'm guessing and it's always just cold calls and cold emails, finding out uh, the general manager of a bar, mm -hmm. emailing them, making a one sheet. Uh, it's like a resume for your band, sending it to them, having good online presence, whether it be some YouTube videos that you can send in links. Press and, kit and stuff. Okay. Press kit, okay. Uh, yeah. Just mm -hmm. a nice email that you can send forth, and that's a, that's a pretty good way of setting up those relationships via email rather than, or you could just go to the, the bar or wherever you want to set up a show, and you could go to talk to the people while they're doing other shows. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Cool. So... Let's say that you now have a gig and you're getting ready for it. How do you deal with pre-show stress and nerves? Play lots goes away after a while. Yeah. Play lots of shows. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't felt that like yeah, yeah. for probably two or three years. Just like nothing. Yeah, yeah. played yeah lots of shows and that's pretty much so. Like here. So what do you? How do? So do you just like? Oh, I'm just gonna do another show or like? It's just a show. Yeah. It's just a show. Like I might uh, on a small, small term like stress about maybe uh, like my my patch cord that I think might be a little bit old, but I'll never uh, like we were very well rehearsed, so I'm not really worried about that. Or I'm being not worried the sound about. Man. Sometimes yeah. you got the mixer beside you, and you gotta be. You ask the crowd even. Vocals good? Can you hear them? Is the yeah. music too loud? Yeah, if, if you're doing your own if sound. If someone gives you an answer, you just kind of follow by that. Mm -hmm. And usually people are pretty honest. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and hopefully you got some friends in the crowd. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the only stressful thing. Yeah. Okay. But, doing your own sound is like yeah. playing and having to worry about what they're hearing. Mm -hmm. Once you know your instrument and you know your band really well and you know what you're doing, uh, the, stre the stress and the, the nerves just kind of go you can see how many crowds of people, 
how many different people, how many different faces. Yeah. It's just rock and roll. You it's trust that these boys are going to know their parts, yeah. parts as well as you are. And mm-hmm. like you said, it's all rock and roll. It's just practice. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a lot of work. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's all work uh, independently that we got to thrash it out at home. And then we get together and we thrash it out. We do vocal sessions. And then we do full band sessions. And then we do... You know, like uh, rehearsals where we rehearse the set exactly how they're going to be uh, as opposed to just all the songs scattered up and like going over the bridge a bunch of times to make it perfect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's lots of preparation that goes into a set for sure. We've all been playing our instruments for, you know, I've been playing my guitar since I've been 12 years old. Mm-hmm. So I've been practicing a long time. I know my stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. So how, how do you decide a, a set list? What makes a, a, a set list successful or like we're like obviously you don't want to start out with a bang and then go to something slow yeah okay start out with something strong and uh, but it can't be you know you don't want to strong as in um like you know it well or uh the the song's good the song's like whether or not it's a bang or upbeat yeah yeah, is probably the best term okay you want to start off obviously like a good movie you want to you want to catch them and then uh then you can ease down a little bit, and then you always got to end with a hook, uh, banger as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So what if you don't, what if you don't have a bang, a banger? Banger. So if I don't know if you just I guess and go in terms of what songs you think are most impactful. You you, you play your your heart uh, your heart out on the the first couple, and then you can sit back and you can play those uh, more relaxed ones, and then finish it off with your favorite one. Yeah, the mm-hmm. best one. Okay, interesting. All right. So, what are your favorite songs to perform? Like our, our favorite, like of the Summer Dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is Best of Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Best of Me. Yeah, Best of Me is a good one. That's also our single that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. this weekend. Exciting in a uh, in video form. Video form, so uh, auditory and visually stimulating. Yeah, awesome. Can people will be people be able to download it? Yeah, they could. Rip yeah, it, YouTube, or so. they can YouTube it however they want to. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's called Best in Best in Me, which is actually the song we're going to finish with. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about that later. Yeah. Um, but oh, actually, you know what? I'll ask you about it now since it's your favorite song to reform. Um, why is it your your best or favorite song? It's uh, well written. I I feel like yeah. everything flows well. There's a good pre-chorus that sets everything up well. You can just tell like when a song is good, like uh, really uh, well orchestrated. I guess it's in a good key where like our singing and stuff, all our voices like it's kind of like the sweet spot for our vocals maybe. Mm-hmm. And you just can you can kind of tell like it's it's easy going. It's not maybe necessarily the song that we play our hardest guitar solos or our craziest notes on singing, but it's. It, it, it flows really nice and it just everyone kind of who we've showed it to says it's it sounds like a single so nice. kind of we kind of went off ear by that for me I'd say uh, I like I listen to the song a lot and uh, it kind of started getting some meaning for me personally like you know I've had something like that happen to me before too and uh, I think everybody can kind of relate to that song and it's just one of those songs that I love singing the harmonies on top of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like our sweet spot. We all love singing those harmonies. And uh, I get to <clears throat> sing on the impactful words. And I love that. And I love the, the guitar so the guitar sound, the guitar tone I get from it. It's crunchy. and It's a, it's a loud song. It's a rock and roll song. But it's Very got, rock and uh, roll. Mm-hmm. got something else to it. So you say you have a meaning to it. But what is, like these people haven't heard it yet. Um, Classic. What, it, what, what is, is it about? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it's just a, about a, a breakup and, um, you know, seeing past that. And obviously you're going to feel down in the dirt, but there's always, uh, you know, the other side of that where you're stronger and better, you know. Somebody's had the best of everybody at some point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. I'm excited to hear that. I yes. can't wait. And I, by now that the show's up, it will be out. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, if they haven't heard it yet, they will be able to hear it. No yeah. problem. Summer Dwellers on YouTube. we got a website, www.summerdwellers.com. You can get everything there. Uh, YouTube, our Facebook. SoundCloud. Instagram. SoundCloud. Instagram. Yeah. Uh, do they have Bandcamp? Yeah. Bandcamp, no, we don't. Like mm-hmm. we're just giving away everything away for free on SoundCloud, and we haven't uh, made any mm-hmm. anything on Bandcamp. Yeah, that's I, probably the next step with New Light. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good idea. I um, I had I had heard of Bandcamp, but then I never didn't really. I went on it, and I'm like, I don't know how this works. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the bands that I, I pretty much all every single band that I've interviewed, like, oh yeah, check our Bandcamp out. Bandcamp's the main like, one, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's it's a great opportunity because. People could get your music for free, or if they want to show us support, it's a great yeah, way to right. send you a couple bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a friend that's uh, just on his um, independent stuff. He's uh, made whatever fifty bucks off some recordings. He's just throwing out there. He doesn't uh, doesn't even know who sent it to him, but that's that's great. That's awesome. That's so cool. So making music is fun, but we all have um, <coughs> real life to deal with. How do you guys balance music with work and relationships and eating and sleeping? And- uh, rock and roll comes first. I, uh, <laughs> I fund my rock and roll, uh, through my job and my job is, uh, it's not even full time. Like I work six hours a day. So okay. I get home and like I'm in the stew practicing or I'm uh, recording or I'm hanging out with some friends, wasting time and, uh, writing songs. I, uh, I work as a construction electrician, so it's like pretty physically demanding job, but, uh, feel like I've always made time for rock and roll as long as I can remember so it just mm-hmm. kind of flows into my life now and there's nothing I can do about it yeah big sleep when even you're if dead. you yeah even yeah. if you didn't want to yeah <laughs> just finds yeah, a way it's like yeah. open the door and there it is I find yeah like the drive to work is like the best time for uh, vocal practice so that's the only reason I've ever been able to do any high notes or get any better at vocals is driving to work and just screaming to the radio mm-hmm. that's pretty much that and i get about an hour of that a day so that's that adds up in the at the end of the week yeah and also just when i come home with only eight hours so mm-hmm. still got a lot of time mm-hmm. but yeah mainly the driving was, uh, wasn't all those vocal lessons hey it was just screaming <laughs> in the car yeah just yeah. in the car awesome so but it, it can't be, I mean, you make it sound like it's easy. Oh, it's tiring. Yeah. Like, it's definitely tiring, but it's super tiring. You gotta yeah. do it, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's stimulating too. It's a, it's a, it's a form of relaxation getting to, uh, you know, those good feelies in a song. That's a, that's a good meditation almost, as well as hanging out with like-minded people is, uh, just as much fun as playing the song. So mm-hmm. you're never, uh, you're never wasting time in rock and roll. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, what about if someone wants, or how did I gosh, or this, if someone wants to dedicate more time to music, but they're finding trouble balancing everything, do you have any advice? Just do it. Just do it? Yeah, just like stay up later and do it yeah. and uh, play rock and roll. Mm-hmm. 
What if you don't like rock and roll? Well, then, <laughs> you're, you like, <laughs> if you like if you like the music that you're playing, you're gonna want to spend time yeah. doing it. So yeah. you're gonna make time, whether it be cutting down hours or staying up later or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Okay. You're gonna find time for that passion that you have. Mm-hmm. That's that's very true. Okay, I'll try harder. <laughs> Get out of here. Of a lot of these questions like are, are laced with like just actually me wanting to know. It sounds oh, yeah. like I'm asking for the viewers. But it's really just me. Trying to, um, uh, yeah. yeah, get to open the book. Yeah, good. definitely. Um, so since you started uh, well, playing music, but also um, maybe, yeah, let's just say like since you started learning music or, be, or learning your instrument, what's some of the best advice that you've heard since you started playing? It's, it's kind of just stuck with you that you've taken with you. Uh, if, uh, if you can't hear the person across the stage playing, then you're playing too loud. Oh, that's a big one. That's a really good one. Yeah. I hate telling people to turn down. So, like, yeah. uh, if you can't hear other people uh, playing around you, then you're playing too loud. Yeah, they, we used to call this. Uh, we had a a guy who was uh, recording us. His name is Max, and we call this thing after him uh, the Max effect. <laughs> and it was to play dynamically because yeah. we were in a rock and roll band, and we we're just wailing our guitars and just like not turning down. And by the end, we find like we started at say three on our amps and then by the end we're at like six or seven and he's like you're not supposed to do that touch your ass like first you set it up good and then you just stay there and then if you want to go louder everybody else has to go quieter don't f with the max effect yeah yeah we made it the max effect and we always use that to to this day it's basically dynamics how about you matt what's your um my dad actually told me this i was uh always like wanted to impress him with guitar when i was younger and i'm sitting there soloing away uh, and he said to me, he's like, yeah, like you're pretty good, but you're not Slash. And he's like, if you want to do something, if you want to be a musician, you got to, you want to be a valuable musician, you got to sing. So you got to learn to sing, right? If you want to, you, not everybody can be Slash or, you know, uh, Steve Vai or anything, right? You, you, you got to be more valuable. If there's somebody who's just as good as a guitar player as you, but he can sing, then he's going to get the job, right? Yeah. Yeah. So your most valuable, uh lesson was being told to learn how to sing yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> or just learn something else too yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i um i when i was asking for advice about learning or finding people to collaborate with cause like i want to learn how to songwrite from other people who obviously know what they're doing um and someone told me the only way that you'll do that when you're first starting out is if you learn how to um mix because if you go to someone like hey i want to want to collaborate but you're not going to get anything out of it. Only yeah. I'm, then they're not going to be willing. But if you can say, "Hey, I want to collaborate. With you, I can also record this, and you yeah. can eventually use it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot more appealing. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, I still, ha- I still haven't learned how to mix or anything yet, though. So <laughs> one day, though. So you said it once before, but can you help me again? Where people can find you on the interwebs? YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. Summerdwellers.com. That can lead you to everywhere. Like Facebook too. Facebook, yeah, you can mm-hmm. like the Some page drugs. and keep updated. Do you have Do you have the um the link like the www.youtube.com slash summer dwellers yet, or do you have to actually like go .com and then Google you guys, uh, I, or not Google but like go in the search bar? I think yeah. it's the old fashioned YouTube yeah. search. Because mm-hmm. YouTube does this new thing now. If you only if you have like a hundred uh, oh, yeah. followers or subscribers. Then you can use get oh, the um. Okay. I was looking into oh, it because okay. I was gonna start like a, a YouTube thing. Yeah. And um, on my actual on the blog, if you click the little YouTube button at the bottom, it doesn't go anywhere. No. Because <laughs> it, oh. it doesn't um. Because 
So you have to pay for it to actually connect. No, you, you don't have to pay for it. You, you have to have subscribers. subscribers. Oh, okay. Or I think you have to... Um, I can't remember how it goes. They have like, these really weird like num- like limits. Like, yeah, you, know, you have to let them promote on your page, too. Yeah. And uh, if you uh, have... If you receive 50,000 views in like a month's time, um, then you can start getting paid. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's like That's all these works, really, yeah. really weird rules. I was trying to read up on it. Just yeah. There's so many people making money on YouTube nowadays. Um, but yeah, I was I was just wondering. But so you have to you have so people want to know if they can't find you because they're trying to do that. Just Google com. Summer Dwellers. You'll or get there. Or Google. It's got a pretty original name. I don't. I haven't came across a band on the internet that's called Summer Dwellers. So. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. I was like, I like, I also have never heard anything like that. But I'm wondering, like, what if there's somewhere in like Germany or something? Yeah. yeah. Um, or Cali or something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, SummerDwellers.com. You'll get everything you need there. Awesome. What is your uh, most proud, proudest accomplishment as a musician? As a musician, um, I'd say. Uh, let's actually say specifically with Summer Dwellers, because that's why we're here. Yeah, Summer Dwellers. Then uh, I don't know, like uh, last year or two years ago, there was a really sick show that we played in Oak Bank. It was Chicken Days, and uh, it was just a really rocking show. And that will stick out for me for live performances. But uh, as for my my favorite accomplishments, it'll be the new CD coming out and the new set of songs and mm-hmm. the way they've been written and uh, recorded. It's just going to be uh, a new light for Summer Dwellers. Uh, I'm just happy that I've been able to come to this band and, uh, and pick up the songs pretty fast. And I like the songs, so having a good time. Mm-hmm. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, the harmonies... Is the coolest thing. I mm-hmm. think it's. Uh, I've always loved harmony singing, and I'm lucky to have like these two guys to sing harmony with. Like they, like we do three part harmonies on every song. That's a. It's tough work, so that's a big accomplishment in my mind. And I, I'm really proud of it when I listen to it. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Um, Chris's favorite thing about is Chris, right, the drummer? Yeah. What do you think his favorite thing is? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, Chris, uh, we gave him lots of freedom on his his drum parts. We uh, we jammed the songs out with him, and uh, I didn't want to constrict him too much, so I just gave him lots of freedom, and he came up with lots of really wicked drum parts, as well as the fills he he put in were very tasteful and very technical stuff. Yeah, even despite it being kind of like kind of uh, punky and kind of poppy, he does like some metal stuff even in there. So mm-hmm. it's uh, like some really technical stuff. He had fun with the with the whole yeah. CD as well. His uh, some of the drum takes that he they were the best takes he's uh, he's taken. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So for this, um, actually, before we go, I want to ask a little bit more about this best of me because it's a video that's coming out or has come out. Um, what is the video about? The video is a uh, it's a dinner scene that's uh, that's gone wrong. There's. Um, two couples sitting down to enjoy a nice dinner and uh, there's some glances back and forth between uh, the guy and the girl from opposite couples and um, there's a dispute that happens and uh, the guy leaves as well as it cuts back and forth between uh, us performing it uh, mm-hmm. in a nice studio downtown and uh, we paid our buddy Paul McLean and he did uh, a fabulous job putting it all together. He got his lights mm-hmm. out and uh, he did a really, really great production. So it's like a like a real music video, like MTV yeah. style. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's awesome. What? Why did you try to decide to do it like that? 
Well, with the, uh, with the old, with the uh, Ready for Life, we did uh, a couple different music videos for each. We did a story one, we did a live one, we did mm -hmm. just a different uh, collage of different videos. So for the new one, we wanted a little bit better production and uh, we thought the best would be go with Paul and uh, do, it, do it big with uh, the story as well as the live performance aspect. He did my, uh, my country music video too, so... Mm. Uh, we obviously saw the production value out of that, and it was great. So, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. A lot of the bands, especially in Winnipeg, don't don't do story music videos, or from what I've seen, yeah. um, it's all just like playing live. Mm -hmm. Or um, oh no, actually, I've seen okay, I've seen a couple, but I, yeah. I, I did had to think about it. But that's that's really cool. It adds to the production value, like jumping back and forth, mm -hmm. keeps the tension and stuff. Right? Yeah, the story, and it yeah. tells what the the songs about. Kind of gives the listener like, oh, this is kind of some people just listen to the melody, and then once you see the video, it's like, oh, this is what the song's about, and it maybe helps them uh, relate a little better mm -hmm. rather than just seeing us play live. Kind of thing. And what made you decide to do um, a music video for this song? I mean, it's a single that's coming up for the upcoming album or sorry EP. But um, how did you decide? Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's do a music video. Well, at this day and age, like uh, it's hard to just push out a single to support your your uh, EP that you're going to send out. So we're living in the age where everyone has uh, a screen on their phone and not just listening. So lots of people are are into watching a video as well. Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, like people are making money on YouTube now and whatnot. And, yeah, and we're getting famous from YouTube. That's so, true. Yeah. So yeah. Justin Bieber. Exactly. Yeah, the I teams. mean, like, I'm sure you don't want to be compared <laughs> to that. We'll cut but, that out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but he got famous from YouTube because he had a, exactly. a channel. So I, I get you what you're trying to say. Awesome. So thank you so much for coming to the show. This thank is, you, Ashley. This yeah. has been yes. great. I really like learning about um, you guys and your music. Um, for people who might have missed the first half of this interview, if uh, don't worry, you can download the link on www.umfm.com or uh, go to www.winnipegmusicproject.com on Friday and download the link or, or download this uh, this podcast. Or you can, and also, words are hard. You can also find all of the links to all of the of all of your online media. Thank you. Good. <laughs> it's getting hard. It's getting hard to talk for oh, some reason. A, um, so just remind everyone you can check out their new. Music video for their single, Best of Me, which is for the new album EP, New Lights, which is new coming Lights, out on yeah. April 7th, which I will make sure to re uh, reiterate, is that the yeah. right word? Yeah. In April, so if you guys forget, don't worry, I'll remind you. Um, <laughs> and if you guys forget, if you want me to, <laughs> just so you know, your, uh, your EP's coming out tomorrow, <laughs> just in case you Thank forget. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and you guys have any upcoming shows in the next couple weeks that um, you could tell people about? Uh, February 26th, we play at the Cavern. Okay. Yeah, there'll be uh, a couple other local acts there, but uh, yeah, other than that, April 7th at the Goodwill via Vivigil. It's the big one that everyone's yeah. excited for. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. This has been 101.5 UMFM, the Winnipeg Music Project. Now you're going to be listening to Best in Me. The heat, you know the leaves, leave the trees. 
Here's the fun part, start tapping 